Hey, Brian. Yo. Why do you fill me up? <laughs> Buttercup? <laughs> Baby. Don't break my heart. Ba, 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 <laughs> All right, let's play this. All right, let's do it. Not working? No. Mm. Oh, blow in it. All right. Get in it. There you go. Okay, don't spit in it. Okay. Alright, put it in there. Turn it on. Alright. What's up everybody? My name's Greg. And I'm Brian. And welcome to the Blow My Cartridge podcast where we talk about stuff. Blowing cartridges. <laughs> we talk about blowing cartridges. Actually pretty rarely. We <laughs> never we never talk about blowing on cartridges, which is funny, but you know, hey. Yeah, it's a thing. So uh last time we talked about our Theros Beyond Death pre release. Which is Magic the Gathering for those of you who don't know. Magic the Gathering. Uh if you didn't play it, it's over. You <laughs> yeah, I mean you missed out. You missed out. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um yeah. Yeah and then I went over uh, my game recommendation which was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. So yep. if you want to hear that, make sure you get back there and listen. And then uh, slipping in my DMs, we talked about using unofficial rules and whether or not you use them in your setting. So For Dungeons and Dragons, right? Or Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Dragoons. Dungeons and Dragoons. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this time we're going to talk about land parties and multiplayer co-op. Uh, all those things that make gaming fun in a multi-person environment. I... That's this PC way of way to say that as possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, land parties, uh, a dying age. Pretty or, much. Or is it? Or is it? I guess we'll have to tune in and find out. Yeah, so first thing we're going to do is it's... slip into Greg's DMs. <laughs> so uh, what do you got for us this week? So today on Slip Into My DMs, we're talking about leaving it up to the role. Hmm. A little bit last week, we touched on uh, something that you said that made me think of this. Uh, I think it was last week. It may have been, it may have been, or last episode, it may have been two ago. But hmm. regardless, you said that you played with somebody who didn't use a d20 for rolling. He right. used percentile dice if, when you rolled. If. If you rolled, exactly. If, if you rolled at all. And I was like, oh. yeah, I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I didn't very, know what to do. It's very, yeah, it's kind of different. So um, anyway, so we were, I, I it raised a question, uh, leaving it up to the roll. Uh, what, what do you roll? D20s, 100s. I always do D20s. I mean, that's really rough. It depends on what you're doing. Well, D20 is the skill-based right. system. That's, that's the, the whole D20 system. system, right? What, wait, D100 what's is like the old school... GURPS or something way. like that? It's I called, don't remember what it was it's, called. Yeah, GURPS is like the basic... I just know the logo to look for on the back that lets me use non-sanctioned, quote-unquote, material. Right. It goes off a D20 system, so you're able to use it. Right. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always done the D20. Um, you could do 100, which is kind of cool, because then it's like percentile-based, but... I don't know. It's based on this D20 system. It's a greater percentage that you're going to do better. Right. I'd... I, when I'm the DM, I don't want to pick 1 through 100. I, I'd rather just pick 1 through 20. You know? Right. I mean, it's not that difficult. It's easy to understand. There's less numbers. You don't have to think about it. I mean, sure, percentiles, you're like, you... It's an A, B, C, D, or, or F, like... Pretty much. I mean, if it's 0 through 5, you're not going to do yeah. well at it. Yeah. But at 0 through 20, you're like, I guess I'm also not going to do 20. Well, and 1 through 20, you know, that brings in, it's a, it's a much higher chance that you'll get a natural 1 or a natural 20. Right. As opposed to getting a natural 1 
or a natural 100, that's... That's really hard. That's, that's really hard. That's a 1% hard. chance. A 1% chance is opposed to 5. Right. So, anyways. So, yeah. um, so why do we roll? Um, I always roll for variance. Right. Uh, if you're going to do something, I bring it up because... I want to see if you're going to do it. Uh, what was what was the one um, when I, we were playing in your campaign? Right. I was like, I want to jump off of this guy as he's dying to stab this other guy in the th- throat. And you were like, roll. <laughs> and it was like, okay. Uh, and I rolled and I rolled. I don't remember what it was. It was really high. You rolled something stupid that I was like, yes, that happened. Yeah, it was like 20 above. But it was something. Yeah, when you get... As a DM, one of my favorite things to do is when somebody gets a good roll, you want to like reward that. You want it sure. to feel good. So I like I would get up out of my chair and like theatrically, you know, express how this thing happened. I was like, you get up and you jump off the guy's back and you stab him directly in the throat and blood splattering everywhere. And everyone's Mayhem. just like, everyone's yeah. looking. There's two ways they look at you. They look at you like you're an idiot. Or they look at you like <laughs> wide-eyed, like children again. They're like, "Oh man, that's so cool." Sure, yeah, and and it gives, uh, like it one, it leaves it up to the players. Right. So one, you're not the bad guy anymore. No. There's this mentality of DM versus right. players, and it's like, well, I want to do this thing. It's like, okay, you roll, because then if you messed up, right, that's on you, man. So, right. um, yeah, and then it it gives me. I always use it as a trick to let me think for two seconds. Sure. They're like, hey, I want to investigate and see if I see this kind of a shop. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you roll? And almost all of my players are new, so they have to roll. And then they have to look down at their paper. And (laughs) then they have to do the math really quick on a side piece of scratch paper to get the total. And that gives me enough time to think, okay, why is this here? You know, and and what is that? Sure. Um, Yeah. So, and I always let the players roll for stuff. Yeah, I, I've seen, I played with a DM where they rolled everything behind a, you know, their DM screen. Well, yeah. Well, in fact, I did that. I, I think I did. I, I roll behind the screen. I, I roll behind the screen because I, I've done it several times and it was just fake. I was not rolling anything. I, I already predetermined what was going to happen, but I didn't tell anyone that. I just rolled as all. They're, they already killed this guy, but I want it to seem suspenseful. Sure. So I yeah. rolled and you guys hit and I was like, mm. and everyone's like, <gasps> and I'm like, mm. and they're like, <gasps> and then I'm like, <laughs> he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, then you get up and you, you know, you do your theatrics and it's fine. Yeah. One of my favorite things is when, uh, the party's deciding something or they're, they're not sure what to do, you know, mm. whether to go or whether to rest, you know, in a dungeon or whatever. Sure. Um, I'll just start rolling. <laughs> and they're like, what's, almost what's nothing. happening yeah and they're like dude he's rolling we need to move you know and it's like uh i always love that i always love especially this when... like tension that yes. starts to build from nothing there's almost nothing that's gonna well happen. you've got the guy that tries to maybe derail everything and you're like they're like i'm gonna go in the forest you go roll and they go they go and you're like go ahead and then they go uh and they go yeah <laughs> and you're like go ahead and they're like i think i'll stay on the path and then you roll again they're like uh, uh, uh. And yeah you're like make a decision and then you're like, okay um two goblins ambush you <laughs> and you're like you easily kill them but you know sure you keep them on the path a little bit yeah and it's it's a way to create so there's you know you can use music and other things and other tools like that in movies that create drama and stuff and you can use it in in D, but this is like that role is like that that slidey, creepy horror movie sound of the monster slowly approaching. That's that role, and that's what gets people, uh, I think, all 
amped up in the story and then they make dumb decisions or rash decisions and that's usually more fun of course um i always let the players roll because players like to roll right uh if they say i want to find a shop i have them roll right. at least the first time because one it gives me a second and two they feel like oh i'm finding this right it like, it makes them feel like they're their character is actually doing it based off of their skill or whatever yeah and i mean plus plus they bought the dice they they want there's to a, use there's them. a reason you have there's them. a reason i have eight sets of dice i want to roll them yeah sometimes <laughs> you get that one set though that you're like this is my worst set i'm never gonna roll those dice again yeah they're usually the ones that touch brandon's dice <laughs> just say <laughs> yeah and then i talked about it a little bit but not sure what to do as a dm sure roll just roll just yeah. roll and find out um roll on a randomization chart yeah. If when the when the players are traveling from place to place and you didn't have an encounter prepared because you didn't think they were going to go that sure. way, just have like a one you know one in through twenty chart that's like okay this is for traveling maybe and it doesn't have to be fighting but it's encounters of some kind right they find a a peasant who's on the side and begging for food that seems fun and that could be a million different things that it could be right it could be uh you know the king you know traveling. Falsely as a peasant, and then how you treat the king depends. You attack the king, you are no longer, you're now an outlaw. And, yeah. you know, that could teach your, your, one of the biggest things I find in campaigns is that your characters always want to attack everything. So it's like, there's, always. This, there's this peasant, they're like, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm the bard, I'm going to seduce him. And you're like, well, oh, let's go for it. Yeah. And then you find out it's the king, and the king's now seduced or and loves you and now you have to figure out how you're going to deal with that situation or you attack the king and you're no longer welcome you're an outlaw and you're like good job you now ruin this for everybody <laughs> well it's like and and it could be it could be that he is just an assassin or a thief sure. or uh, or or he is just a beggar mm. but the players don't see it as that and they see it never do as you know this this grandiose thing and sometimes it's not sometimes just make the world feel real but then they're on their toes because then they're like, well, the last time we met a beggar, he was just a beggar. So this right. guy's nothing. Just punch him and move <laughs> on. And secretly, that guy's, you know, the BBG or whatever. So. My, one of my things that I want to try sometime in, in there is is to just literally have the most mundane things happen to them. They're like, and, you know, you happen upon this woman. She's traveling with two children. And they, one of them looks slightly disfigured. And he's holding what appears to be a wand. And it looks very gnarled. And he's got one red eye. And everyone's on edge. He's just, you know, he got hit earlier by his sister. <laughs> and they're like, and you just, a series of these things happening. And it's they just have to live out their regular life. They're like, what are you going to do? And you're like, well, I'm going to go to my job. You're like, yeah, roll for it. You roll, your car breaks down. <laughs> so, you know. We're going to call it... Mondays of D and D or something Ruining. like that. It's like people are like look, I go to work every day. I don't even want to work in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, you do it in video games all the time. Ugh. Grinding, fun, disgust. Anyway, so anyways, um, yeah, and then I talked about it a little bit as well. But rolling for drama's sake, sometimes I roll just to do it. Sure. Sometimes I roll because. Sometimes I roll. Because they've been talking for 20 minutes Ooh. and I'm bored you know, or whatever. Not bored in what they're saying, but I want to roll and get something moving. Sure. And then if I hit a crit, then I have to, I'll use it as a challenge for myself. If I do roll something, I have to come up with something. If I hit natural 20, something good's going to happen. If I hit natural one, something bad's going to happen. And I have to come up with it right there. Mm. So that one's really fun. That so sounds really so fun. what all this to say, roll more. Like have your players roll. Put the, put the, 
um, the the responsibility on them. Sure. Let if they're gonna do cool stuff, cool. Let them do it. Yeah, and if they're gonna fail at it, <laughs> they're gonna fail at it. As a player, one of the things you you get into, and from my perspective, is you don't want to lose your character. So there's always a little bit of uh, you know apprehension in doing something in Dungeons and Dragons, and it should be. Um, so when you roll, there's always that chance that something bad's going to happen. And, you know, it shouldn't always be, oh, you rolled a one, your arrow, you know, ricochets and hits you in the leg and you get gangrene, you lose it. I used to do that. I used to do, if you rolled a one, it would damage yourself on attack rolls. Sure. But it's not always fun, especially if that person's already having a bad night. Right. And they rolled five natural ones already. Well, that's up to you as a DM. It's like, yeah, yeah, so. But anyways, roll more, leave it up to your players, Rolling's fun. Have a Just good time. Do Just do it. DMing. Just do it. Woo. Slide in. <laughs> All right. So that's going to move us right into uh, my obvious retro game recommendation, which today is going to base off of our theme that we're going to talk about later, which is uh, land parties. And that is for the Super Nintendo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time or Woo! Turtles 4. And also Contra for the NES. Those two were the best co-op games, I think, for the two systems. Well, at least in my opinion. Obviously, there's a lot of opinions out there. But Turtles in Time, you could play four-player with a multi-tap adapter for the Super Nintendo. Did you ever play this game, Greg? Um, I've only played it at a retro game bar in SAC. It's a four-player... Right. What am I trying to say? Like the stand-up arcade ones. Yeah. Did you ever? Uh, how, did you? Who'd you play with? Did you play with multiple people, or did you play yeah, by yourself? Yeah, m- me and Alyssa, and then a couple friend of ours. Cool. Um, actually, Chris and, and his boyfriend. We all we did it, and it was, uh, it was. It's a hard game. It's a very hard game. The arcade is significantly harder than the Super Nintendo. I think. <sighs> yeah, that one's really hard. Also, isn't that the one that's available at Walmart right now? Is it available? There's like a, there's like a the, stand-up one. It's yeah, called it's like the, the arcade, mi- the mini one. Yeah, the arcade yeah. one-ups? Yeah, it's awesome. Ooh, I'm going to go look into yeah. that. Well, there's this is the fourth game Freaking in cool. the series on the Nintendo. There were really only three arcade games, I think. Mm. Ooh. There's two arcade games. Either way, this is one of those games that I'd have friends over, and I'd play with them, and we would have just an absolute blast trying to beat it and try to beat it in the least amount of time possible. Did I you think- have it with four players? Um, I never played it four players. Uh, it was really sad. I really wanted to multi-tap, but we could never afford it. Uh, but yeah. the other co- recommendation was Contra for the Nintendo. And I, that was one of my earliest gaming memories of playing a multiplayer game. Mm. Um, and that was with my brother. We used to play Super C, which is, um, the sequel to Contra. They couldn't name it Contra for whatever reason. So they named it Super C, but it's just a really fun shoot 'em up game co-op. You get your butt kicked. And uh, and that leads me, obviously, to these are both Konami games, and they had something called the Konami Code. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows about this. There's T-shirts about it, as you brought up yeah, to yeah. me when we were talking about it earlier. And that is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. And in Contra, it'd get you extra lives. In, in uh, Ninja Turtles, it'd get you extra lives. I never really needed to use the code on Ninja Turtles because I was really good at it. And it was a, a softer game than, than uh, Contra. Mm-hmm. But... I had to use it to beat Contra. Mm. Had to. The 30 extra lives in Contra were invaluable. Otherwise, you had three, and I'd lose, you'd lose those by the end of like the second level. <laughs> um, at least for my like nine-year-old self. or Right. It was rough. Did you ever play any of those two games besides or on the consoles? 
Um, no, I don't think so. We're gonna have to do that sometime and yeah. we'll report on it and see how you do, like you did with uh with Punch Out. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my obvious retro game recommendations and if you can find a copy of uh, Turtles in Time, I recommend it. I think it goes for around $40, um, but you can always emulate it. Hope Nintendo's not listening. Um, <laughs> Contra is pretty cheap. I think you can get a copy of it for 15 to $20. So, 1 through 10. <laughs> How many blows? Okay, Contra is literally considered to be one of the hardest games of all time. Um, but it's also one of the best. So it's blowing you. It's like, blowing it's, you yeah, pretty hard. You're getting blowed. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'd give a 9 out of 10 as well. Yeah. Because they're just, uh, they're both, they're really good games. Not a ton of replayability if you beat them. But, sure. Okay, the the replayability in Contra is because you're not going to win. Sure. Yeah. Um, you have to. <laughs> right. Turn it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, that's all one word, by the way. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Turtles. TMNT. <laughs> Which is funny. Down in Australia, they are called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because uh, ninjas are not, apparently banned. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading about that earlier. Interesting. Um, but Turtles is like, you know, you're just doing it for the time at that point or having a good time with friends. Right. Exactly. So here we are. And that... Which slides beautifully into what we were talking about. Kind of the meat of the episode. Yep. Land parties. Land parties. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. A dying age. Uh, or is it? Or is it indeed? So, wait. Brian, yes. for the fans out there, what is a LAN party? A LAN party, uh, LAN is not land, because I was talking to... Yeah, land party? <laughs> yeah. Totally I, used to say that, yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean to out you, Brandon, but Brandon uh, messaged me earlier in the week. He's all, land parties. Um, tell me about land parties. <laughs> and, uh, he didn't say it like that, and that isn't even the context of what he was saying. But I was all, land party? You mean land? L-A-N? He's like, yes. Well, I there's all... land parties, and then there's sea parties, <laughs> and then there's air parties. There's sky parties. <laughs> you have to define which party you're going to be at. So a land party is L-A-N. L-A-N stands for local area network, not to get too technical. It's just when you plug in your computers to a switch or a hub back in the day. Yeah. And um, you you get all these computers in one location, and you play a game on the network where all the computers are connected to each other. Yeah. Now, we used to do this before... Xbox uh, System Link. Yeah, That's that what was... I remember it being called for for, uh, for Xbox anyway. For console, right. But yeah. original LAN parties were for PCs. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where, you know, the, the LAN, you know, tech, the nomenclature comes from. Um, as if anyone out there knows, I'm a, I am a LAN technician in the real world. Um, which in a, in IRL, actually, it's not a land. They changed the name of. My, I'm a network technician for a school district, so that's what I do for a living. Um, so basically, it's just a good time. You get everybody together, you hook your computers up, and you play StarCraft. Yeah, and uh, that was all we ever played. Uh, we played, you know, Quake every once in a while, or Unreal Tournament 2004, <laughs> or back then it was Unreal Tournament, <laughs> just, <laughs> just Unreal Tournament. Yeah, but man, I mean. That was that's what the definition of a land party is getting getting systems together and playing locally, um, either one screen or not. I mean, we're talking about multiplayer at this point, but yeah, that's that's what it is. What does it mean to you, Greg? Um, see, for me, I I only did it once, which I'll talk about later, having an actual land party. But mine is, and I brought it up a little bit already, a system link. 
Right. When I bought into a console, when I when I bought one, not when my parents or hmm. whatever bought me, when when I was old enough and I bought my own, I bought an Xbox because one, I like the game choices better. Um, now, now everything controversial. Now everything is just. I mean, it's easier. You just hook it all up, and it doesn't really matter. Right. PC Master Race, so it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. I remember like having multiple TVs in the same room, mm-hmm. and then everybody's like basically daisy chained together, and you just like all they all saw each other. You and I remember watch. It, whoever was whoever was winning was on the biggest TV mm. because then you had the TV from a bedroom or something over there. And so, yeah, that that's it to me. But uh, a LAN party for you is the oh. traditional. Oh, very traditional. My very first LAN party experience was over at Abe Haynes' house. Um, name drop. Name drop. <laughs> He'll never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. I'm Abe, send, this is for you, baby. I'm sending it to him right now. That's right. And... Um, I remember my computer was underpowered. I bought it from him, which was funny. <laughs> that or a year before, and I was like, "He's all bring your computer and your monitor up." I was like, "Sure." So I went over there, and he's like, "Ooh, we need to upgrade your RAM and put a network card in here." I was like, "How much is that?" And he's all, "I've just got it laying around." I was like, "Free upgrade." <laughs> so, um, so that was really fun. We played StarCraft. Nice. So traditional land parties. Um, tell us about your first time. You were talking about it a little bit, but yeah, I mean, we basically got together. Um, I think Abe pretty much just shoved me on whatever team was going to lose because I sucked so bad at the <laughs> time. I tried to play, but you know I wasn't as good as them. They they did this all the time. Um, I ended up getting StarCraft. Good. Yeah, StarCraft. Yeah. And StarCraft is like I'd say the quintessential land party game. So much fun! It was a blast. You'd get together and you'd order pizza and you mm. get soda and everybody. You'd pick your teams. Then everybody and you would just get as many computers together as you could. We and freaking StarCraft will run on anything. Uh, later on, we yeah, we I'd get like I had like three or four old laptops. I'd just throw them on a laptop. It's fine. Yeah. And the people we didn't like played on the laptop. Yeah. See, and then <laughs> uh, actually, I remember because I lived catty corner from Abe. Yeah. Like we were we were on the same. I don't know how you'd say it. We were on across the street. We we're on the same one, so I could jump from my backyard into the back of his backyard. Oh man! And uh, and he was like, "Hey, you should join us for game night." And I was like, oh, "I don't have a PC." And he's like, "Ah, it doesn't matter. I have multiple. Right. Just come over." And I remember in uh, the way his house was shaped was like there was the computer room was on one side, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the house was the living room and all that, and mm-hmm. the kitchen where the snacks were, and then. The other team was in another room on the other side of the house. And we all had, you know, one team in one room, one team in the other. And it was just like, all right, now now do your thing. And I remember just like, what's everybody doing? Okay, I'll, I'll just make air units. And then I flew over and we ended up winning. And it was like hours of gameplay and super fun. And oh, then we man. would meet in the middle for food and drinks and grease stains and then you go back and do it again <laughs> in between matches yeah oh exactly, man exactly yeah and we would do this we'd, we'd get together around five six in the afternoon and then we'd play till two three in the morning oh yeah easy and sometimes we'd stay the night and wake up the next morning and just keep playing it, yes it was so much fun and the original the original like land party games were doom they were quake mm. starcraft these are all i mean and then when finally later on, when, you know, the mods came out for Half-Life, it was, uh, it was Counter-Strike and other first-person mm-hmm, shooters. Mm-hmm. Unreal Tournament became a big one. I love Unreal Tournament. It's one of my favorite games, too. So yeah. then it kind of moved on because uh, from the computers, I'd say on, in the console region, the first true system that became a LAN party type system was the N64. And yeah. you had... 
a whole bunch of really fun games on that, like Star Fox 64, Mario Kart, GoldenEye. Obviously, I'll be hanged if I don't mention GoldenEye. Absolutely. GoldenEye and then Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was the spiritual successor. I still have that one, dude. Oh, I do too, man. So good. I've got like three copies of it. (laughs) It's so good. What's funny is like even GoldenEye, if we if we couldn't afford to get it, we would play GoldenEye in like in real. We would like hide guns around the house and go pick them up. You could only carry one. That's a great game. Golden man. Gun, baby. Golden yeah. Gun. Man, we played. In fact, I that's how I met one of my best friends, uh, Mike. Mike came over to my house for a GoldenEye party. And there was four of us and we played. And if you had more than four people, um, you you ha- if you had the lowest score, you had to sit out around. And then the lowest score, you would round robin out. So the best players played forever, and they got better. Yeah, and yeah. So it was like this really vicious this cycle. C- system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Mario Kart, Star Fox sixty four was a really good uh, multiplayer game that doesn't get enough love. I yeah. think so. Yeah, and part of that is uh, it just those consoles had had four players or had four um, controller ports. Right. Yeah, goal- and that just bred, you know. Right into like Halo. Letting yeah, it, it let people have well, three other friends. <laughs> oh man. And I'd say that going from Goldeneye into Halo is exactly the progression that, that happened to me. Um I went down to Josh Disney's house a long time ago, um, and it was the first time I'd seen it. And he had like three of his friends over, uh, or two of his friends over because I was there too. I was his third friend. Yeah. And um, we played Halo and I was like, God, this is so much fun. You know what we did? We played co-op. And yeah. all we would do is get into the Warhog and uh, and blow each other up. And you know, <laughs> stick the plasma grenades on yeah. the Warhog and see how Make high we can flip. get up. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, we had so much fun. Time it so that it would blow you up and you'd jump up and then the other one would blow and spin yep. you. Yeah, totally. Oh, and then the rocket launcher, of course. Oh, <sighs> rocket jump, baby. So, um, so yeah, so that's the, uh, like traditional land parties, quote unquote, traditional or non-traditional, however you want to say it. But, um, and we talked on it a little bit, but why was that so much fun? I think it was the camaraderie and I mean, even now, you know, it's funny I'm going to go into a little tangent here for just a minute, but FTL is a very single player game. It's uh, it's a roguelite um, and it's a single player game. There's no multiplayer aspect to it at all. But right now I like, I want to play with people watching or someone over my shoulder, or I want to watch someone else play and play it with somebody. There's just this desire to play games with other people because as you always say, we're we're here to talk to the people that love gaming because, you know, they tend to be a little bit quieter or shut-ins, as you say. Sure. And I think that there still is a desire to be around other people. And yeah. that's why, you know, LAN parties, multiplayer, co-op, you know, pass the controller style is so popular because you want to be around your friends. You want to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, camaraderie, I think, is the best way to put it. And just an excuse to eat terribly <laughs> like it is i mean D is that for us now it's like oh everybody's coming over i mean the Pizza. first time we ever got got together everybody was like okay bring your favorite junk food and then i took a picture and posted on my instagram forever ago and it was like the table was just full of the worst food <laughs> and then just overflowing and worst it was such food. a good night or best food. Best worst food <laughs> there was, man. Like literally like boxes of like a hundred and whatever plus fruit roll-ups. Like there's no reason you need that much. Mm-hmm. But we had at least a box. You know what I mean? Yeah, that part's so much fun. What'd um, we do what'd we do the day of your wedding? 
what did we do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we played Super Monkey Ball. Uh, yeah. We and did. then we told Alyssa afterwards, and she was mad, but not because we did that. She was mad because she didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought up my GameCube, and yeah. uh, we played Monkey Ball in the. We played Monkey Ball. Yeah. W- and then I had to take a break so I could write my vows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's anyway. just it's something about uh memories and you know what you you touched on it a little bit and i probably should have had this up uh higher but um past the controller is is a subtype of land party for me yeah like i didn't get to grow up with traditional land parties or whatever and i kind of missed the 64 phase and and stuff i mean i had one and i still have one but um my console was uh a playstation right and then a ps2 and those have two ports you know what i mean and so it was like uh, you would play um, a Need for Speed or something like that, um, and it, you would just play until you got caught. You know, Need for Speed <laughs> Most Wanted was like oh, our biggest one. Such and Need for Speed Underground too. Underground, oh, that's the one I the was thinking best of. Game. Driving for Pinks, dude. Ugh, so cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and so it was like I, I I can't necessarily accommodate you know my three friends who are over because I have two controllers, sure. but we could play this one player game. Like we'll play Rayman or Spyro until we die and then keep going. And right. what was fun about that is not only like playing there with your friends and all that excuse to eat bad food and all that, but was like, how do I get to play? You know, you'd start messing with your friends or you'd unplug the controller at the worst time or punch them in the arm and hope that they <laughs> would miss their jump to die. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, I got to get so good that I don't have to give up this controller because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. Like, why? Why would I want to? Uh, so, yeah, it was really fun. And then, of course, screen watching and stuff. Screen, you know, that's uh, part of it. Screen watching was, a, was like, I you see the memes online of the olden days, as they put it, of playing, like, old nine. And you have these kids with, uh, with like, a piece of cardboard separating their old CRT television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one kid's on the bottom, one kid's on the top. So they can't screen watch. I, that would be the number one thing that would happen. You'd be playing Goldeneye, and, you know, you'd, before you even turn the corner, you'd hear ping, ping, boom. And yeah, yeah. you know what that is. Or you know it's a grenade. Yeah. Because you know that the person's watching you on the, yeah. your screen coming around that corner and they've been waiting. Yeah. Or you know what one of the worst things was? What? Is spawn camping. Oh, yes. Oh, you wait. You go like in uh, in one of the dungeons, not dungeons, but one of the levels in uh, GoldenEye, the, the prison. You, oh, yeah. You go down, you know exactly where they're going to spawn. You just hang <laughs> out. You put proximity mines Yeah, there. proximity mines. Yeah, that's what I was... <laughs> and then was you'd, you'd spawn and die immediately. <laughs> and you'd be like, God, that's so cheese. Yeah. But yeah, screen looking, passing the controller, all that. You know, trying to get so good I didn't have to switch it. And then if you got to a point where you were that good... You, you were like, okay, there there's a level limit or there's a time limit because right. you got to play. It evolved. It evolved yeah. to the point where it's like, all right, dude, you've been playing Mario Brothers for the last like 45 minutes. You haven't died once. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah you got to do something here. So. So. So how, uh, so then how has the old age died? The quote unquote old age or the. What, how is the old version? The golden age. of The golden land party age died. Well, I mean, people don't carry their computers anymore. In fact, I think computers... Sure. <laughs> yeah. Computers, I mean, okay. we There is a still a community of LAN party gamers out there. 
Um, PC Master Race is going strong. PC! In fact, PC sales are up uh, for gaming. It's kept AMD and NVIDIA alive yeah. uh, pretty much. Other than the fact that you know AMD and NVIDIA make you know Tegra chips for phones and AMD makes all the... All your Xbox and your PlayStation are both ran by AMD. So, nice. So you, everyone can shut up. They're the same system. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the traditional sense is that, you know, you're not, you're not lugging your computer around anymore and ho- hooking up very often. So in a sense, that part is dying. Consoles, what they call couch, um, couch multiplayer. Yeah. Is, is kind of getting bigger. I think again with the Nintendo switch. But sure, that's lot, helping. Yeah, yeah, a lot more. I'd say a lot more is happening online. So with the convenience of online, you you know you. I remember I'd say, "Hey, you want to play a game?" You're like, "Yeah, let me get home from work." And it's like it used to be, "Hey, you want to play a game?" Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be over in five. I'll or be whatever. over in yeah. five minutes after yeah. work. But now it's you. You rush home. I rush home from work. We play Seven Days to Die, and we get like five or six different people playing. And then when you know someone's got to go, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So I, I think in a traditional sense, it's dying like that um, in the in the local area. But at the same time, it's it's grow Gaming itself is growing. And mm-hmm. the funny thing about this is that land parties, the traditional land parties may be dying, but we're watching them on a global scale now with esports. Oh, yeah. So um, StarCraft is still huge in Korea and Japan yep. and some places here. Um, you know, those uh, Counter Strike is still huge. Huge, still and huge. So League of Legends League is of huge. Legends. I mean, there's giant auditoriums where you go watch them play video games in front of you. <laughs> right, <laughs> and they're playing a land party. <laughs> yeah, or even streamers, um, or or you know, Ninja or um, huge YouTubers like Markiplier or whatever, going to stadiums and playing games in a stadium and watching that. Like what? Yeah, LAN parties are funny because they're no longer... You're not bringing your computer somewhere. Just a professional is, and we're watching them on TV. Yeah, we're watching them on YouTube or Twitch or Mixer or whatever everybody's using now. So at this point, you know, if it were presented to you, would you want to play the traditional LAN party? Like, your computer is not a small thing. Right. And you have, like, three monitors. At least. (laughs) It's, so it's like, <laughs> do you want to unhook everything? No, absolutely it? not. No. But if given the opportunity to go to a land party, everything was set up, would you? Sure. Absolutely. So why well, want to do that? I think it's, yeah, so it's convenience. Yes. Yeah, totally. I, I think we're all so con- used to online and it's so easy now. Yeah. And you know what? I made a note on this about um, part of why I think the old quote unquote is dying is that consoles no longer have four ports, but that's not really true. No. Nope. A lot of them have them now. But the games aren't necessarily designed that way. They're the Wi-Fi. Switch is a huge push for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, what's the other one I was going to say? Mario Party uh, has always been around. You know, that's always like the family plays or whatever. Sure. Um, the Shreves and stuff play it a lot. Right. You know? Um, it's a great game. Uh, but yeah, for a while, consoles were only, you know, they only had two ports. What was the last one? Was Cube for a while? That has four ports. Right, and Game then it was yeah. like, and then PlayStation had two for like a long time until I think it was the three came out. I don't know. The PlayStation it just feels 3. like there was this gap for years where we just had consoles that were like two players. Game, go to a GameStop and try to find more than like a handful of games that are four player that are t- 
two to four on the same console. Right. Good luck. That's it's it is harder to find. You're right. The four player couch multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I but again, I'm gonna keep going back to the fact that the Switch has really um kind of rejuvenated that genre. Yeah. And there's uh, I don't know if you know who Felicia Day is. She has this really cool channel uh, on YouTube called um, Geek and Sundry, and one of yeah. her older um of course i know who that is that's who launched critical role yes yeah (laughs) and uh i've been watching felicia day forever and she started a channel with her brother or a show with her brother ryan day oh yeah called co-optitude yes it's one of my favorite uh yep one of my favorite series on youtube and it's just about playing video games with your freaking brother and whoever (laughs) else and it's like you know we i think as a society uh, we should really get back to doing things together. Yeah. And this is one of those things we can do. So, yeah. yeah. And then, so the new age and how it started, we've touched on a little bit with esports. another one. And you had mentioned about running home and it's like, okay, well let's play together. A mm-hmm. huge part that has helped with that is discord. Right. And other, uh, I don't know. I was going to say chat, chat room, but that's chat kind program. of what it is. Yeah. Well, we used to use Skype when we didn't have Discord and before. And, Skype, yeah. Yeah, and, be, and after Skype, there was... Oh, we man. used Curse for a while, and then Twitch bought it out, and then it was not as good. There was another one. I don't remember what it was, but we used to have to rent a server for it. God, I can't oh, think yeah. of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anyone remembers that, leave it in the comments. Yeah, please. Uh, on Twit, on Twitter. Twit. Anyway. On Twit. <laughs> if you're a Twit, leave a comment. <laughs> no, and yeah, I, dude, we we had so many different chat programs. And finally, uh, I remember the Curse client, which is now Discord, right? No, Curse is like Twitch. Yeah, right, it's something, Twitch, right. Something like that. But Discord is now, yeah. Discord is the one I like the most. It's, I It took me a while to get used to it because I learned curse but then when you learn discord you're like this is just a platform that lets me do a million things and you don't have to pay be yeah that's the number and uh, we've just found out you can stream your own game to your own friends and we've been doing that that a lot yeah so we put oh man really really simple screen share and it's like hey i'm stuck on this thing and like screen share it to me real quick yeah and we watch and we play video games together like like i said i play ftl and i go hey Hey, watch this run. I need help. And then yeah. you get on, and I'm. it's funny. I have Greg get on when I'm playing Arena, MTG Arena, and I go, Greg, what do I do here? He's all, what do you do? Yeah. I'm like, God, just that. help me. You're like, no, no, you make the decision. I was like, why are you watching this? And then we always, uh, yeah, and we'll, I do, I do do that. But, uh, and then we'll we'll be like, hey, I'm working on deck. I need you to see this real quick. And right. we'll just throw it up on, uh, in like a stream, which is really nice. Um, another one, and we just brought this up right before talking, uh, is uh, MMOs. Right. Is kind of that land party. In fact, one of the articles we were it's reading had brought up, um, yeah, it had brought up uh, what was the game, and you're like, that's not a land party. It's an MMO. Yeah, it's true. It's 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 not a, a land party in the traditional sense, but it is a reason to get with your friends mm-hmm. collectively to do something. Right, and yeah. like if you like the old um, anime <laughs> Sao. Did you oh, ever watch it? Yes. Sort out online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
If we could, you know, we would. We if we could put. A headset, I would sell my soul to do it. I yeah, know, absolutely. I mean, I think. I mean, we're not going to get into the ex- existentialism of the fact that we would rather be doing something else in our real life. Yeah, why not? But That's you know, video games are for. But <laughs> but when it comes down to it, it's like we really want to get together in a virtual space and 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 do something. And I think what that really all comes back down to is we just really want to be around people and we want to do something fun while we're doing it. Yeah, we crave um, human interaction on whatever level that is. In fact, last one I wanted to bring up, and I'm not as into it as some of my family, and you probably have the most experience doing it, is VR chats. Oh, man. It's it's just... It's, it's, it's very close to being a LAN party, but also not because you can be in the same room, but not really. It's very <laughs> weird because, okay... I ha- we all have VR now, except for you. Um, That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you're holding out. You, <laughs> but you do. Um, yeah. I I have had an Oculus for two years now, and I freaking love it. The only reason I haven't done it as much is because I deal with TMJ, which gives me headaches a lot. Oh and yeah, sure. The the last thing you want to do with a headache is put a, <laughs> a VR headset on. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all of, <laughs> it just straps to your face puts pressure on it and then yeah you just, dude you're like got a headache you're like Bleh. yeah so i i got into vr chat and my cousin one of my cousins lives all the way across the country in north carolina yeah um and then another cousin lives in sacramento or, or lodi yeah. and then uh, idaho and idaho yeah. so and they're like hey come vr chat with us. all of all. these cousins that we grew up playing video games together right. or at least with in some capacity right now spread out and get to come together yeah yeah and that's Ashley and Brittany and yeah, all Mandy. Yeah. And so they all have an E at the <laughs> um, So, and I put my headset on and I was like, sure, I'll come chat. And I get in there. I'm like, they're standing right there in front of me. And I'm like, this is real weird. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. It's just, uh, yeah. it's just, you know, first off, it's like you get in there and you're like, no, that's not how you look in real life. Uh, I don't want it's fine. And, and not in a bad way. It's I just... mean, I was wearing a bikini, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. You were wearing a bikini. It was really funny. And I'm like, this isn't how I look. I mean, literally life. one of the guys who is, I think, from Canada who we were playing with was a naked mole rat. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you definitely don't look like that. It was so life. much fun. And it's yeah. just getting used to... And the whole reason I said that is just getting used to seeing a person that you know in real life look starkly yeah. different in this yeah. virtual world and then their voice coming out of this face. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And so you you get taken aback a little bit and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to get used to this. Yeah, absolutely. But it was it was fun. I had a really good time. I haven't been back on because I've just had a lot of headaches, but. Yeah, it is fun. So. I did, I did, they did finally twist my arm enough and I did it and it was fun. But you did, you did it outside of VR, right? Yeah. I was in VR, but not. Like, you should try on it. My actual you should try it on my Oculus. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, question to the audience. Question what is audience. your most nostalgic LAN party moment? Yeah. Or closest equivalent? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a traditional LAN party. What's your favorite multiplayer in the same room with another player type thing? Um, yeah. You know, inter- human interaction video game story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a technical way for sure. Yeah, but what's your favorite thing that's happened? Did you... Is it the fact that when you finally got past the controller your hands were so covered in cheeto dust that you had to like <laughs> to get it re- clean real quick i mean what what was what was the most funniest thing that or happened? when you get the, the controller you have to wipe it off because it's so sweaty like, from your thank you dirty cousin's hands it for 40 minutes yeah like oh god 
So, or was it that you were the best one and they lasted three seconds apiece and then you suddenly get to play again? Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Good times. Good times. So, yeah, make sure that you list it um, however you list it through the Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. The email is sphere. The email. <laughs> it'll be in the description below. Yeah. Or whatever so give platform. Us whatever platform. So uh, tell them where to find us. You can find us on um, Twitter at BlowMyCartPC. Uh, that's at BlowMyCartPC. You can email us at Gmail um, at BlowMyCartPC at Gmail.com. And, um, and at Facebook, you can search for BlowMyCartridge. And you should be able to find our fan page. And yeah, uh, we are st- still working on a logo. Hey. What? Don't judge us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for sure. They're going to be awesome. So uh, yeah. we're really excited about it. But thank you guys for listening. We hope to catch you in the next episode. Episodical. <laughs> <laughs>